Hi, everyone. This is Alicia Halliday, and this week on the Autism Science Foundation Weekly Podcast, I'm going to dedicate it to fathers. Now, as Father's Day was yesterday, I did want to spend an entire podcast in praise of autism dads. Yes, autism moms deserves props, too. Lots of props and mounds of props. I did not dedicate a podcast to moms, and I'm sorry about that. But the glass is half full here because I'm dedicating a podcast to dads. There always has been a disparity in the direction of research in moms versus dads when it comes to parenting a child with autism. So far in studies on psychological well-being and stress of parents, the focus has been on the mother. And trust me, I understand why. Typically, but not in every family, of course, the mom is the one dealing with the daily grind of childcare. And when that child has a developmental disorder, of course the stress is going to affect the mom. And how could it not? Autism moms are superheroes, even if they don't always want to be labeled anything quote-unquote super. More studies, however, are starting to look at dads' experiences as parents, and while they're slightly different than moms, that may be to be expected. Now, here are some examples. Compared to mothers, fathers experience less positive and less negative comments and questions about autism from their friends and family. The takeaway from this, though, that it's the exchanges with the spouse that seem to be most predictive of depression. So luckily, autism parents can tune out others, but focus on what each other thinks. So support each other and try to be positive. A new study in China showed that mothers have a lower quality of life than fathers when their children have social impairment, showing that moms are especially susceptible to children's challenges, but that doesn't make dads immune to them. In Australia, researchers are looking at the specific factors that affect psychological distress in fathers of children with autism. These factors were pre-existing depression, access to parental leaves and policies at work, and social support. I'm not sure dads get the same level of social support that moms do. I don't necessarily always hear about as many dads groups as I hear about moms groups, but I don't think it's because dads couldn't use the support. I see moms in these support groups because that's the traditional role of moms. And like cavemen or an episode of Mad Men, many dads' roles are still to go and bring home the bacon, and they're not expected to be involved in mental health issues. Now, this is changing, and that's for the better. Dads are also the ones that are more likely to display what is called the broader autism phenotype. Now, I've talked about this before. These are characteristics and features of autism that are present in family members, but they don't necessarily reach the level of a full diagnosis. They may or may not be debilitating. They can range from language disability to extreme attention to detail and sensitivity to change. Dads, but not moms, are more likely to demonstrate this phenotype. Again, a rule, but of course there are exceptions. That doesn't mean that dads are not great dads, though. However, just a note, in 2014, researcher Noah Sasson found that the presence of these traits made it more difficult for fathers to identify those traits in their own kids. Many autism moms have told me that their husband or baby daddy doesn't see the same traits in their children that they and their teachers see, and moms sometimes kind of get the reaction of, I don't know what's going on. This could be to to the broader autism phenotype, or it could just be the way men's brains are wired. In line with the broader autism phenotype, though, when geneticists look at quote-unquote genetic similarity in families, they see that fathers share more genetic similarity to their children with autism than they do to their undiagnosed, unaffected children. 
The geneticists say that the fathers carry more of the tiny, weak genetic variants that confer probability of having autism compared to the mothers, who may have some of the larger variants, but who also may be protected against symptoms. This, of course, definitely needs more study. This is a whole nother podcast on sex differences, but this podcast is focused on dads. I also think there needs to be more research on same-sex parents, where mother and father are not necessarily traditionally named roles. So far, I really haven't seen any research on this, but I would like to. So send ASF a proposal. One of the most pressing questions recently has been the role of paternal environmental exposures in autism. For obvious reasons so far, the focus has been on the mom. Moms gestate, moms have the eggs. I know that there's the interpretation that this is part of the blame the mom theory, but I don't necessarily see it that way. Biologically, it makes most sense to look at exposures in the mom first. I've never heard of dads having to take prenatal vitamins during pregnancy or dads having to watch what they eat during pregnancy, although maybe they should. One type of exposure that's received a lot of attention is prenatal antidepressant exposure. Again, so far, studies have focused on the mother. But biologists note that prenatal exposure to antidepressants, including drugs like Prozac, Paxil, and Effexor, could affect sperm. The drugs would need to be taken prior to conception to have an effect, obviously. So using those Scandinavian registries of dads of an autism child and tying them to health registry data that shows when and how much antidepressants those dads were prescribed during the preconceptional time, it is possible to look at whether or not preconceptional antidepressant exposure in the father has a probability on autism diagnosis. Well, the answer in short is it doesn't. Just like the story with antidepressant use in mothers, there is an increased probability, a slight increase, but when the scientists factored out mental health in the father, probably the reason why they're taking antidepressants in the first place, the effect was smaller. Another thing these registries can do is look at siblings. So was the father taking antidepressants during the pregnancy of an undiagnosed sibling? If yes, that argues against an environmental effect of the antidepressants and argues for a gene environment effect. This is important to consider. It wasn't that the antidepressants had no effect, but the effect may only be seen if genetics is taken into account. This was not done in the two large studies, one out of Denmark and one out of Sweden. So fathers on antidepressants who need to take them need to stay on them if they need them and by all means take them during pregnancy for goodness sake. So to all the dads out there, we love you and thank you for everything that you do. For everyone out there missing their dad on Father's Day, I hope you ignore this Hallmark holiday hoopla yesterday. Bless you. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week.